Welcome everybody to episode 9, Sports GPS, NFL Playoff Special. Parker, talk to me. What are we doing? Giving you our picks. Obviously. NFL awards, including our own award. Yeah, we're making our own award up. It's going to be great. I don't think they have like an award like this. So we're going to, like, make our play. Helping them out. Yeah, like, new award, guys, you know? Yeah. And then, and then we're ending on the mock. The mock. We're doing a little baby mock. Yeah, like, a little baby 10-pick mock. 10-pick mock. We might, maybe we can go further with it. Like yeah, down the road. Like, top 10 picks, then 11 through 20. You know, keep them guessing a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Playoff time. First round. It's weird. There's going to be the wild card weekend has three games each day. Two games on Saturday, two, two games. games on Sunday. Yep. But with the additional wild card. wild card team, you're welcome, Mr. Parker. Yeah, I needed it. You needed it for your Colts. We, we have three games now, which is really cool because it's like this weekend is chock full of games. Uh, so we're going to go over all the matchups real quick. Give our picks for each matchup, so then we'll know who is advancing for next weekend. So, we're starting off Saturday, 1.05 p.m. on CBS. Colts, Bills, who you got? (sighs) This is tough for me because I'm being a homer. I'm taking my Colts, but the Bills are the better team. 100%. Line says that at minus 6.5. They're a touchdown favorite, man. But in the Colts' favor, the Bills, they've lost six straight playoff games. Would it be seven? It's possible. And the, Col- the Colts are playing good football. Outside of the Steelers game, they've won four of their last five games, and they're scoring 24-plus points in each. But Josh Allen is a stud. And we'll talk about more him later. Yeah. But I think the Bills, there's – I think they would have won 11 straight if it weren't for a Kyler Murray, D-Hop, Hail Mary. Oh, yeah, that crazy – I'm pretty sure they would be 11 straight at this point, and and they're they're too good not to pick. Yeah. Um, they they just look really good. Josh Allen has come into his own. He's finally understanding he can't just sling it all over the yard like he did in Wyoming. Uh, he's throwing people open. I actually attest that to Stephon Diggs, and I think both of them really really worked. And like I think Stephon's finally like no no no. You know, I'm open, even though I don't look like I'm open, I'm open. Yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. And a lot of wide receivers in the NFL are that. And that's the difference between NFL and college as far as wide receiver separation on corners. Mm-hmm. Uh, in college, it's, oh, they're wide open. In the NFL, you can throw them open. And yeah, I small think, window. Yeah, small and, window. and Josh Allen has the big enough arm that he does that. So I think that emergence this year is, is a really good thing for the Bills. I also really love Sean McDermott. He comes from the Jim Johnson tree. Uh, of coaching, the Andy Reid, Jim Johnson tree, tree of coaching. Um, and so he knows how to coach his defense, and that's the reason why I think the Bills win. I, the Colts can keep it tight. I, I don't – I wouldn't bet this game on the spread. I think it's under a touchdown. I just think the Bills win. But they've been blowing out people, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is a 21-point affair. The only thing that worries me as a Colts fan, it's Phil Rivers. Mm-hmm. He has the most games, passing yards, and passing touchdowns for a quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Big game? It's not – like, you're you're almost just waiting 
for the pick at the wrong time. Yeah, he's he is uh like he he can win you games and honestly he's been better in the second half. I'll, honestly, since I called him out on the pod, yeah, he's, he's been better. Good. Yeah. So maybe I need to do that again. You need to do it again. Calling him out right here. Yeah. All right. So you're going you're going Colts. I'm going Bills. Uh, for you betters out there, I think uh this is too much of a a game that could go way too either way. So I really don't think you should bet this game. If you're looking at that, the next game Saturday, 4:40, Fox, Rams, uh, the Rams, Seahawks. Seahawks, the LA Rams, not the St. Louis version. Who you got? Even though the Rams have the best defense in football, it's the Seahawks, and it's it's quarterback play. Like I just I just trust Russell Wilson more than Jared Goff, and I know Jared Goff was in a Super Bowl, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think he's the reason why. What was he there for that Super Bowl? Because I didn't, I didn't see their offense show up. So really, I don't think he was ever in that. It's a good Bowl. point. It's a good point. I'm just gonna be honest with you. No, I, uh, I, I agree with you. Seahawks. Uh, I think their defense has played better over the last month and a half. Yep. Uh, and they finally got a pass rush, which is pass rush, excuse me, which is what they were missing. And so they, they just look like the better team. And I think going into Seattle versus LA, who's a very much let's. Let's spread out and gun. If it's in any way murky, I like the running game in the playoffs. I'm going with Seattle. I mean, I worry about, like, in the second half, Russell Wilson as far as, like, deep passes. It's been a struggle for him. It's only, like, 29.5% completion percentage, five touchdowns, four picks with a deep pass from week seven to 17. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that worries you, but, like, I just I don't worry about Russell Wilson at all in a big game. Yeah, I don't in the playoff scenario, and he yeah. just I think Tyler Lockett just needs to make sure his gloves are on his hands. You see that touchdown last week? That's crazy. Yeah. Like he just needs to put put the glove all the way on. <laughs> uh, so I think we're in agreement here. Seattle uh, overtakes the Rams. Uh, the last, the third and final game on Saturday, and NBC at eight fifteen, uh, Tampa Bay goes to oh, the football team. <laughs> the fact that anybody from the NFC East has to be in the playoffs, let alone host a playoff game, is outrageous. Agreed. Uh, but go ahead, Parker, who are you picking? Even though I, I think Washington has played better, like their defense is underrated, it's Tampa Bay. Like, give, give me Tom Brady. Like, this is his 18th playoff berth, but it is his first as a wildcard team, which is kind of interesting. Um, but th- their offense is... is Flowing. They've scored 24-plus points in seven straight games. I know Washington's defense has, has been pretty stout. And Alex Smith, he's been he's been good for that team at quarterback. He's, yeah. Yeah, but it's Tampa Bay. Yeah, the team is the team is two and eight without Alex Smith this year. And they're five and one with him. And five and one with him. Uh so dude, I've been toying with this. And It'll I be said close. I said last episode that I think Washington has a chance to beat Tampa Bay, and I might pick them. Oh, boy. I will say this. I will put money on Washington betting-wise, not money line, even though that's a juicy money line at plus 325. I think eight points at the spread. I think Washington keeps this underneath a touchdown. But, man, the Bucs have so many weapons on offense, and I I think – the way you beat Tom Brady and the way it's been this year with the Bucks is you put pressure on him, and I yeah. think Washington can do that. Uh, I'm gonna pick Tampa Bay just because I feel like they have way too much. Antonio Brown and uh, Tom Brady are finally getting that connection back. I think Antonio Brown's finally getting back into game shape. 
Took him some weeks, but he looked really good in week 17. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. It'll be close. But it is going to be close. This is my uh, my my pick of the week. I'm going to say Washington, give me those eight points in, in this game as far as a betting is concerned. And again, this we're recording Thursday morning at around 11 o'clock. So uh, the line could change. It has shifted already from seven and a half at the open to eight. So... If you can get it at nine, I really like it. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, definitely think the Bucks are probably going to win that game. I would not be shocked if if Washington did pull up the upset. But, I agree. But I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay, stay true with the smarts here and and go with the Bucks. So now we go to uh, Sunday's game, the three game slate there, basically the same times. Uh, one ten. Oh, sorry, one oh five on ESPN. Baltimore versus Tennessee. Who you got? I'm going Tennessee. Uh, I know Lamar Jackson, reigning MVP, can do a lot of things. But in two playoff games with Lamar Jackson at quarterback, the Ravens have only averaged 14 and a half points. Like they're not, they're not the same team in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson. Not that that can't change. But like, give me the Titans. I know that their defense is actually not that good. Mm-hmm. Like only the 2000 Rams have allowed more points than the Titans to make the playoffs. Like, that's, that's not good company to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the interesting thing in this, in this to help the Ravens, mm-hmm. in the Ravens-Titans in the playoffs, they have four matchups. The road team is 4-0. So you should probably pick Baltimore, but give me Tennessee. Yeah, I we're going to talk about this later, I think. I think the best player on the field, when you, when you have a choice that you're not sure you go with the best player on the field. Now, I know... That matters more or less in football than it does in other sports. So, like, basketball, one player can make a difference. Yeah. Football, it's a lot harder to do so. However, uh, one one player makes a very big difference in this game, and his name's Derrick Henry. Um, and I, you'll find out later, I think, very highly of Derrick Henry. Uh, but I think the Titans win, even though right now the points are going f- uh, against Baltimore. Baltimore is right now minus three and a half. You know, it, there's a lot of it's and a lot of money's going either way. Um, I do like the over in this game. If you're looking betting, uh, the line's 54 and a half. I think Tennessee could possibly put that up close to that by themselves with how their offenses look this year with Tannehill and Henry. And of course, the wide receivers of AJ Brown and yeah. Corey Davis. AJ Brown. They are kind of stacked, and that's not even to mention their tight end. Uh, Johnny Smith, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I just want to make sure I'm not going nuts. But yeah, I, I, there's a lot of a lot of possibilities here that it, it could go a lot of different ways. I'm just going to go. The best player in the field is Derrick Henry. He has a good quarterback that isn't going to turn the ball over immensely, and I worry about that with Lamar because every once in a while he gets a little like too loose with the football. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tennessee. To advance over Baltimore. Uh, go to the 440 game uh, on CBS. And I think this one's also like co-streamed with Nick, Nickelodeon. There's a game that's like Nickelodeon's also broadcasting, which is really weird. It is odd. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't know if it's this game or if it's the game on Saturday. Pretty sure it's this game on Sunday. But Chicago goes down to New Orleans to play them Saints. I don't even think this is going to be close. Yeah, this is the easiest pick of, of the entire weekend. It's Saints. Yeah. Big. 
Oh, really? Saints? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not a Trubisky believer? Yeah, you don't believe in Trubisky? You don't believe yeah. that Allen Robinson can solely beat the Saints? Yeah. Uh, again, I, I sat there and said you could you could bet your mortgage on the on the Saints against the Eagles. Yeah, you lost that. I but... did lose that one, so... I, mean, I double down. Yeah. I double down. <laughs> double down. Yeah. <laughs> double or nothing. Yeah. What's that movie with uh, with Will Smith and he literally just he's like at a football game and it's um Margot Robbie and him and he makes like just keeps doubling down the bet, double down the bet, double down the bet. Yeah. Focus. Focus. That's it. Focus. Okay. Uh, great movie. But yeah, I just don't I don't see the Saints losing this game too. I mean the yeah. lines at minus ten for a reason. Uh, I don't like betting the line here, but you know. Is the, I, the, the Bears have a half-decent offense if David Montgomery is able to get going. Yeah. Uh, if they can find balance and they don't abandon the run game. They're not doing that. But I I just feel like the Saints are just will just tear it up. So I, I the Saints, it's an easy pick. All right, so the last game on the slate is uh, 8-15 on NBC. Brown-Steelers. Brown-Steelers. So a rematch from 17, but there's a, a week 17, excuse me. But there's... A little bit of an advantage going the Steelers' way this time because they're actually playing people. Yeah. Uh, Say what you want, but like they don't. Like Cleveland's not even have their head coach. Stefanski's got COVID. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is this plus is, players, and I think there are a well, couple so other coaches. Well, so here's the thing, right? Like, come on now. You don't think Kevin Stefanski's going to be somewhere with a headset? Oh, I'm sure he'll be in the facility with it with an earbud on, like oh, sure. in a bubble. You know, yeah. like. Surrounded in bubble wrap to prevent COVID from happening, yeah. and he's just going to be in his solo room watching the game, telling exactly what happened. So I think the as far as the play calling is concerned, which is which is what the Browns lacked last year with Freddie Kitchens. He was, Freddie Kitchens gives Doug Peterson a run for his money for the worst play caller in the NFL history. Correct. Yeah, because the only good play call Doug has ever made is Philly Special, and truth be told, like Nick Foles told him to do it. So <laughs> like you know we we got I, I think. The Browns have a better chance than what they would without Kevin because I truly I believe Kevin Stefanski is going to be still calling plays from some random room. Yeah. But uh, I, the Steelers are winning this game. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland's got a great run game. We know that. Chubb. I, I mean, Hunt, yeah. I mean, they're they're def- like Steelers defensive front seven is killer, and like the biggest thing for the Browns is they have a good pass rush. But the Steelers' offensive line is probably the best. They've only allowed 14 sacks all season. Do I think the Browns get home on Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, because he's a standing target. He's not what he used to be. Sure. But I don't think it's enough for the Browns to win. So we're going to – I'm taking the Steelers at least. I think you are too. Yeah, I am too. All right. So I think the only one that we are truly going to mix up on is Colts Bills, and that's because you're homerness, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, and, again, I, there's such a big part of me that wants to take the football team just because I think – they could possibly just disrupt Tom Brady enough that it that it turns the tide. I just don't feel like I don't feel like it's enough. Yeah, that's the only way you can beat Brady mm-hmm. is you gotta you gotta make a move. You gotta rush him. You gotta pressure him. But I don't think it's gonna be enough. No, I don't think so either. So we're consensus on the Seahawks. We're consensus on the Titans. Consensus on the Saints. Consensus on the Steelers. We're basically consensus on the Bucks, and then we're split on the Bills. Uh, Bills and Colts. So basically, we're chalk. Yeah. Yeah. And we all know that there's going to be a game that we're just like, didn't see that coming. Yeah. And, and it could be that Baltimore game. It could be the Bears game. You never know. I made a uh, case. I, I made a case for him. But again, I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to pick that. If CJ doesn't want to bet the mortgage, I'll bet the mortgage. 
because I see no way the Bears are winning that game. I already lost the house, apparently, so <laughs> why do it again? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, in our next segment, we're going into NFL awards right after this. Welcome back. We're going to NFL awards. We're, we're, we're pretty different on just about every pick. I think we are. There might be a couple similarities. Let's go ahead and just jump in. All right. MVP. MVP. The Who big you one. got? The big one. It's I, the big one. I said this earlier. I teased it in the matchup. Derrick Henry. Uh, the reason why I'm taking Derrick Henry, he rushed for 2,000 yards this year. He did. He also had 17 touchdowns and one of, one of them in week 17, so he should have 18, maybe even more, but one was like literally stolen from him by the referees on a phantom hold call because some guy can't stand up on the Texans. Like, literally yeah. tripped over his own feet, block was inside, got pancaked and, like, tried to catch his balance with his arm out to the right, and the ref's like, oh, clearly he was held. <laughs> nah. No. No, he tripped over his own feet, and then Tannehill ran it in five plays later or whatever. So, you know, Derrick Henry is one of two, count them, two running backs to rush for 2,000 and have over 15 touchdowns. Do you know who the other one was? Oh, that's right. Terrell Davis of the Broncos. You know what he did that year? He won MVP. Yeah. Derrick Henry, MVP. There's my case. Well, I teased this earlier. It's it's Josh Allen. First of all, I think we can all admit MVP's kind of become quarterback award. Josh Allen's my guy. I know everyone wants to pick Aaron Rodgers, and I'm cool with it. Like, if he wins it, that's fine. But, like, Josh Allen, 4,544 passing yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 picks. Oh, and he can run. He had eight rushing touchdowns. Dude can do everything. And the Bills, they're a sneaky Super Bowl pick. So, at the basis of MVP, right? So, this is how I think of the MVP. And I could be way off base here. This is how I consider it, right? It's most valuable player. Yeah. So, what team, what player on what team does not get to their place with your backup, right? Think of it like baseball, wins above replacement, right? Mm-hmm. What what player on what team would would not be able to be replaced and have the same amount? I'm also making a case for you as well. Yeah, I was going to say Josh Allen. Because Josh Allen has been that important to the Bills. So, like, I'm making your case while also stating the I don't even know the right. Bills' backup quarterback. It's not Nate Peterman. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. No. Five picks in the first yeah. half. No. But uh, that just explains it all about pit quarterbacks, to be fair. like True. <laughs> like, True. Just, let's just not draft them, okay, yeah. guys? Um, they're, not, they're not good in they're the league. They're not good. They're not good in the league. Yeah, I, I think Derrick Henry and Josh Allen are my picks, right? Because you could you could put uh, Aaron Rodgers and, like, I don't know his replacement. Jordan Love is his replacement, yes. right? So. I don't know what Jordan Love looks like right now, but, like, if you just put the average quarterback in to Green Bay, you know, just a run-of-the-mill quarterback into Green Bay, I think... They're still a good team. They're still they a may good not, team. They may not be, like, the, the best team in the NFC. Right. They're not... Oh, they're 13-3, I think, or yeah, whatever. something like that. They're not that good, but they're still a playoff team. Yeah. Derrick Henry not on the Titans. They're not a playoff team because Tannehill has already shown you what he can't do without a good running back. And that was Miami. And I think Josh Allen is the reason why the Bills. So I like I like your pick. I don't hate your pick. 
But I'm going as it shouldn't be a quarterback-only award, and the only other person to do what Derrick Henry did this year won MVP, so he should win MVP. I don't hate you for it. Right. But you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Hate you and love you all at the same time. Uh, All right, Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year, Who you got? I've got Ron Rivera, and – and this is a feel-good story. I, if, if people know me personally, I have been personally affected with my life shifting because of cancer. And the fact that someone can overcome that in a year and take their team, even though it was a sorry division, you take them to the playoffs in your first year with a quarterback that's coming off of like terrible leg injuries and things of that nature, you went from worst to first within your division, even though you only like improved by four games in the win column. I still think that that's a heck of a coaching job, but I don't hate your pick. I'm just going with the feel-good. Ron Rivera literally overcame cancer and took his team to a first place in his division and into the playoffs. Yeah. So that's why I'm picking Ron Rivera. But I, I have no qualms with any other pick for Coach of the Year. I'm just saying that's my my pick for Coach of the Year. Go ahead. I'm going Kevin Stefanski I for the Browns. I do not hate it. Like, they haven't been in the playoffs since 02. They're to- like, they look totally different with him at the helm. Granted, it's not that hard to be better than Freddie Kitchens. Mm-hmm. But Stefanski's done a great job. I think they're – like, this isn't just a one-year thing. Like, the Browns are for real moving forward. Oh, I think so as well. And I think I, I think Stefanski has a lot to do with it. Oh, 100%. And that's why I said, like, I don't I don't hate your pick. Yeah. I, I, I like your pick. I'm just going for the feels here. But this is like a big old fluffy doggo for me. But I definitely think between those three, Stefanski definitely, definitely deserves at least a, at least a hat tip. So we're giving it to you here on the Sports GPS. Uh, offensive Player of the Year, go. It's Derrick Henry. Like, I know... Right. You know, no, no. I, if he doesn't get MVP, this is 100%. This is a lock. I mean, as, as our listeners already know, 2,000-yard rusher, 17 tutties. He, he was a beast. Mm-hmm. And he alone won our fantasy league. Yeah. No. Truth. So we know firsthand right. how big of an impact Derrick Henry is. Team Stocker. Yeah. Uh, nah, again, yes, in, in your world where he doesn't win MVP... He's my offensive player of the year. It's a lock, right? So in my world, because he does win MVP... My offensive player of the year is Stephon Diggs. Uh, 127 receptions, uh, 1,535 yards, and eight touchdowns, and like totally transformed that team. And again, I'm attributing Josh Allen's ascent because with, of Diggs. with the arrival of Diggs. Absolutely. And, and again, I, I precursed that in the playoff matchups. No, Stefanski definitely deserves the award. There are a lot of deserving coaches. Sean McDermott is also a very good Absolutely. coaching uh, coach of the year candidate. I think that, that gives me the thing. So... Again, as we talked about with the MVP with Josh Allen, like, can you replace Diggs? That mentality and that work ethic that he had, everybody talked about it in Minnesota. They said he was a diva. Well, most great wide receivers are. Yeah. It's just a thing because they know they're open, because they always feel that way, because they believe if you give them a fighting chance, they've got it. He literally proved it with 127 catches this year. Yeah, he was great. So he's a phenomenal player. I'm with you. If Derrick Henry doesn't win MVP, bam. Offensive player of the year, not a doubt in my mind. But in my world where he wins MVP, I'm going Stephon Diggs. Defensive player of the year, I think we have two different people. We do. I think we we want two different things out of this award. I want a guy that, like, changes the dynamic of a game and has an effect and doesn't, like, just literally takes half the field away from an opponent, and that's Xavier Howard. He had 10 interceptions this year, and – I 
I don't know his stat. I'm actually going to look that up because that girl is right now gone. She she's she left. Uh, but it's fine. We we only pay her for half a day today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But she uh, I'm going to look this up. Like what was his completion percentage thrown at him this year? Uh, I want to say it's like 40 something, and yeah, I could be low. really wrong. But uh, I'm going to look this up really quick. Uh, go ahead with your defensive player of the year. I'm I'm being a homer. Mm-hmm. It's DeForest Buckner. Like he he's completely changed that Colts defense. I know Darius Leonard's great. I know, like they have other dudes like Xavier Xavier Rhodes mm-hmm. corner. He's been great for that secondary. Right. Like DeForest Buckner, he's the reigning uh, AFC Defense Player of the Month. Only seven. Well, I don't say only like seven sacks is is nothing, but like seven sacks, six tackles for loss, one forced fumble. Like he's he's completely changed that defense. That's my guy. So I'm be I'm being a homer. I like your pick. I think Xavier Howard like. He literally just cancels the entire half of the field. Right. So I don't hate it. Uh, 39%. Uh, so, yeah, like, I mean, you're you're literally looking at one half of the field going, oh, I, I'm not throwing it. Not looking that way. Because my completion percentage is going to go through the toilet. And to literally have 10 interceptions, uh, I think he took one to the house, too. You know, it just it's so insane the fact that that's a that's yeah. what he has done. He also forced a fumble this year. He didn't tackle many people. He tackled fifty one, but he doesn't have yeah. to when they're not throwing it when your way. When they're not throwing it your way, not getting tackled. So yeah, absolutely. I think we're different as far like I like the pass rusher. I think, and again, I'm with you there. And I don't I don't hate like the lockdown corner because like we just said, like he eliminates a part of the field. Right. DNs don't do that. Yeah. It's not like you're not run. I mean, you can. Decide not to run that way, especially yeah. if you're weak on that side of the line. But, like, overall, you're not just, like, not running the ball that way mm-hmm. because of a certain D-end or D-tackle. Right. But you're doing that with a corner, like mm-hmm. Xavier Howe. I want to actually give a hat tip to someone who finally made their first Pro Bowl this year, Brandon Graham. Uh, amazing year with Philadelphia and a down year for the Birds. Finally made his first Pro Bowl, and that's overdue. Like, that man balls, has balled out ever since he came from the University of Michigan. He's just He's just a baller. And um, he just he looked great this year. So yeah, definitely a hat tip there. I, not defensive player of the year, but a strong, strong. Absolutely. Player. Offensive rookie of the year. I think we have the same one. We're on the same page. Like a man crush here. Yeah, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Right. Yeah. Like I mean, that's our guy, dudes. I'll give a hat to Joe Burrow. You don't get injured, you're in the conversation. But sure. Justin Herbert has made the Chargers actually look formidable yeah. in some way, shape, or form. Over 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, only 10 picks for a rookie. That's impressive. Right, and your 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 coach just got fired. So clearly, like it's not your fault that he got fired. No. Like, you. You, you did helped. your job. Yeah, you did your job. Your defense gave up a crud ton of leads, and that's why I think they they let. Sorry, Lindsay Anthony go. Lynn. I think yeah, I think Lynn's yeah, a good yeah. coach. He'll get he'll get back in there, but. Yeah, I, I think he's he's an offensive mind that I don't think is good enough to play. I, I just think, you think he's more coordinator than head coach. Yeah, I think I think he's a phenomenal OC. I don't know head coach is a different ball game, right? So yeah. Coordinator, you are focused in on one thing. A head coach. Leader of men. You have to lead everything. You have to inspire. Like, I want a head coach that is inspiring or is literally shut everything down and lock it up. So you've got the two different types of head coaches. I don't think Anthony Lynn has the click. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he is a phenomenal OC because he's proved it. Yeah. So I think definitely he'll get another chance to be OC. Actually, you know what? Anthony Lynn, come on to Philadelphia and show – Show Doug Peterson how to call plays, because clearly you call plays well. You just aren't able yeah. to handle the defense. Doug Peterson, leader of men. 
Yes, I think he's a leader of men. He's just trying to do too much in play call right now, and he yeah. shouldn't. The leadership oversight, get back on track. Defensive rookie of the year. I know we have two different ones. Um, I'm going Jeremy Chin. 117 tackles, two forced fumbles, a pick, five uh, pass breakups, and he just was all over the field yeah. at safety. And, like, definitely valuable to that Panthers defense. I think he deserves defensive rookie of the year. But again, I'm a secondary guy. I like. I don't hate it. I, I like people it. that can affect all aspects of the field because he played up near the line of scrimmage. He played back. He did it all over the place. Um, so that's why I think he deserves defensive rookie of the year. Go ahead. I'm going Chase Young. Seven half sacks, four forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, four four pass deflections. Like I don't, I don't, I think Chin actually is probably the right the right answer. Mm-hmm. In Washington, their corners are not. Not, they're not bad, no, but they're right. not like locked down like Xavier and Howard would right. be, or you know. So I, I think those corners are like, oh, I only have to cover for three and a half seconds because literally my defensive line's gonna get there. Yeah, I, they have first rounders all over that board. I mean, they have Jonathan Allen, who's done just his job this year, and he has seven sacks. Like it's just, yeah, it's crazy to think that they have dudes all over that line. They do, which is really cool. So I don't hate the Chase Young pick. Definitely, I just, I just, yeah. again, we have two different philosophies on what gets the job done better. Mm-hmm. But I think Jeremy Chin just had such a phenomenal year. Yeah, I think, I, honestly, I think Chin is, I think he's the right pick. Thank you. Like, I, I, I like my defensive player of the year better than, than, like your corner. Right. But I think, I think he's the right pick because he, because he's not just like, oh, I'm just locking down the secondary. Like yeah. he's all over all the field. All over the field. So. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. All right, comeback player of the year. Yeah, the We're, last. We're consensus here. I think consensus, dude. Alex Smith, man. Yeah. like He almost died. Yeah, he could have died not just once, twice. Yeah. There were two times where his wife was told in the hospital he might not make it through the night. Twice. Not just once, twice. Like losing your leg would have been a win in that scenario. Yeah, 100%. And he came back and is playing. Now he's he's playing with, with like this weird sake thing, brace thing yeah. over his calf. It's cool, like whatever, yeah, whatever you had to cool. do. Cool, whatever you got to do, man. Also, how did him and his wife like have that conversation? Like he literally got cleared to play, right, by his doctors, and he has to go to his wife and be like, "Hey, so I know I almost died twice, but I want to play again. But I want to play again." And for her to have the strength to say, "Yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it. I know it's what you want." Like that, that relationship, that bond. And it's not like, and it's not like oh, Alex man. Smith is like fifth year. No. no, he he could have retired. Yeah. We would have been okay with it. Former right. number one pick. Mm-hmm. He's had a, a very solid career. I mean, is he better than Aaron Rodgers? No, in that same draft. Yeah. But he's had a good career. He he could have just hung it up. Yep. Like you know, I want to I want to be able to walk. Yep. I don't want to lose my leg. I don't want to lose my life. But like, no, I want to play again. Yeah, he's a he's a gladiator, and that's. I think that also was some of the reason why he went one. Like everybody, Aaron Rodgers was the talent of that draft, but like. Alex Smith was passion. Yeah. And so that's the reason why the 49ers went with him over Aaron Rodgers and the arm talent is because Aaron Rodgers so like somewhat lackadaisical Sometimes, in a way. Yeah. Like he just he just looks like, oh, I could do this and it like I'm so good, I don't have right. to work at it. Where Alex Smith is just a gladiator. So mm-hmm. that's why I think that. So those are the traditional picks. Now for the fun, the yeah. new sports GPS award. And we're calling it the Upcoming Player Award. The criteria is you have to be picked in the fifth round or later or undrafted. 
or like not known, not a known commodity right. before this year. Um, and then you put on a show this year. So it doesn't have to be a rookie. Like mine's not a rookie, technically. I mean, he's been around the league. Uh, he went undrafted in 2015. But we have an offensive one and a defensive one. Uh, offensive player, go. Okay, he was, he was drafted this past year in the fifth round by the Chicago Bears, Darnell Mooney. Yep. Like he, I mean, I know that we ripped the Bears. Like they have no, according to me, they have no chance this weekend. <laughs> but Darnell Mooney is like, he's a bright spot for that offense. Like he, I think he's going to be a, a killer wide receiver. I know he's small. He's like 5'11". He's not a big guy. He's not DK Metcalf over here. Right. But like, good year. Had 631 receiving yards on 61 catches, four tutties. I, I just, I think he's, I think he's got the goods. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm completely agree with you. It's. The only reason why Allen Robinson had a half-decent year is because there was someone else on the field named Mooney, Mooney. that that, uh, that took some pressure off of him. Because Allen Robinson in the start of the year wasn't playing great, but he was double-covered every game. Mooney kind of, like, torched him up. And then, you know, Trubisky kind of went Allen Robinson's way when he got more singled. So that's the reason why Mooney's numbers aren't even as good as what they could be. Right. Uh, so I'm with you there. Our defense, uh, this is a homer pick for myself, but... I love it. Truth be told, like, he came out of nowhere. Uh, Alex Singleton, 120 tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, an interception that he took to the house and won the game against San Francisco. Like, he literally was everywhere yeah. as a linebacker, and he came out of nowhere. He was so deep on the depth chart. Uh, he was, like, destined to be practice squad, and then because the Eagles' linebacking core was horrific, uh, he made an impact, got there through injuries, through the rest of their, their starting. He became and he became a fixture within that defense. So that 120 tackles, if he played in the first three weeks of the season, could have been 150. Yeah. Like, he was everywhere. You watch an Eagles game, and I, I mean, I watched plenty of them with you this year. Right. Alex Singleton was in the, like, Almost every defensive play, it seemed like. Yeah. He's all over the field. He's he's everywhere. He's just – he's so passionate. Um, his press conferences are the dullest ever. But <laughs> That's like, okay. That's okay. It's fine. You do what you do on the field. But, uh, yeah, Alex Singleton, you know, we – I just love the way you play this year. So, really, really good stuff there. That's the Sports GPS Upcoming Player Award. Uh, if you have an upcoming player that we missed or if you think any of us are wrong on any one of our picks – uh, hit us up on Twitter, sports GPS RVA, uh, and let us know where we missed. Uh, so that way we can do a better job next time we do an awards uh, for any sport, really. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We come back to our special. Welcome back to the sports GPS mock draft time. Uh, we said this was going to be all NFL. It's definitely all NFL. Final segment of the day, we're going home with some mock. We're going to do the top 10 uh, picks in order. We're not doing any trades. Uh, we debated this. Yeah, it was it was thought about. It maybe maybe down the road. Yeah, you know, but yeah, maybe. But for this for this first one, we're a little, little taste. We're, little yeah, taste. we're gonna give you a little bit here. So Jags pick one. Jets pick two. Uh, Dolphins are three via the Texans. Falcons. Uh, Falcons, Bengals, Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Broncos, and Cowboys uh, are the are the picks we do today. Uh, let's go ahead and start with the easy one: Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Trevor Lawrence. He's he's entering the draft. He's clearly the best player in this draft. The Jags need a quarterback. 
It's Trevor Lawrence. It's kind of a slam dunk. Yeah. I heard I heard a silly rumor uh, <laughs> that the Jags were thinking about Justin Fields. Kind of love rumors. Because of, you know, what happened in that bowl game or the semifinal game. Like, okay. Come on. Get out of here yeah. with this. You're not going to change your pick over one game. game. Like, I mean, look, I like Justin Fields. I think he's going to be great. But Trevor Lawrence is like a generate. Like, I know Andrew Luck was. And like before, but before that, it was John Elway. Yeah. Like, it's not, these guys don't come around Before all the that time. was Dan Marino. Yeah. Like, so, it, these are, yeah, this is a generational talent. You watch Trevor Lawrence, he's going to, like, you know he's going to be great. Right. And, and, you know, they said it about Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow had one good year. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has yeah. been a dude. Since high school. Since high school. Like, yeah. and we've known about him since high school. There's yeah. no, there's no doubt in our mind. It's Trevor Lawrence with the number one pick. Just slam dunk. Mm-hmm. Number two, the Jets. This is tough. It's tough, but... Because we could go t- totally different ways, right? They need offensive line help. Yeah. Even though they got Mekhi Becton uh, this past year at 10, uh, the the tackle. And there's another tackle who's a very good tackle on the board here in yeah. Sewell from Oregon. It's really, what does Joe Douglas want to do? Is Sam Darnold your guy? Is Sam Darnold your guy? And I think what actually the the play here is, once they get their head coach, we'll know this pick more. Because if their new head coach is like, Sam Darnold, yes, let's go ahead and do it, uh, this pick changes. It's Sewell. And it's Sewell, but because that's not the case. Or they could trade back. I could see the Jets trading out of two. But that would make too much sense for the Jets. Right. So. Yeah, they're they're not because it's like the Panthers need a quarterback. The Falcons need a quarterback. You'd only have to go back two uh, for the Falcons. The, the Panthers might have to give up too much to get two. Yeah, it would be tough. So that's why we're going there. But, uh, so we, like I said, no trades here, so we stuck with it. We have the Jets taking Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, is it Justin Fields? Is it Zach Wilson? A lot of quarterback guys right now, and I know not a lot of people watch BYU football. Right. But, uh, Shocker. Dude Man plays really good football. Mm-hmm. And I think he, I think he's a great quarterback and could do really, really good things this year. He's projectable size, projectable arm strength. Uh, not much of a mover. But, again, like, it all depends on your personal preference. Could I see Justin Fields going here? Yeah, depending on who they want. Who's, who's their head coach? Who's their head coach. And I guess, I guess a lot of people are thinking Justin Fields because he's different than Sam Darnold. But if you just think Sam Darnold's now damaged goods, kind of like what happened to David Carr, where he just got hit so many times in his first couple of years. I don't and think that's dead. the case. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. But there are people that think that, so... All I'm going to say is if Sam, Sam Darnold's available, Chris Ballard, pick up the phone. <laughs> pick up the phone. Yeah, Carson Wentz isn't available, bud. You can give up on that New Year's resolution. Well, we, we can agree to we disagree, disagree on right that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, wait, it's fun. Yeah. Uh, so we're going Zach Wilson, quarterback BYU to the Jets. Number three, if Sewell. Wilson's gone, it's Sewell. Miami needs uh, another dude on their O-line uh, to help protect their – their franchise quarterback in Tua. Tua. And so, yeah, Miami makes an easy call here and in, in, in draft Sewell out of Oregon. 
Uh, number four would this be is, the Falcons. Yeah, this is easy. It's Justin Fields. If he's right. there at four, yeah. it's not even like a, a – It's not a question. Atlanta a question. wants another – they want ticket sales in Atlanta to fill up that new stadium that they just put up. And a guy like Justin Fields and his electric ability to play the quarterback position uh, will do that. And he's – He's as close to Mike Vick without getting Mike Vick as you can, and Atlanta's missed that from the quarterback position yeah. ever since Mike Vick left. Matt Ryan. Great career. You're fine. Good job. You know, you, but, you did a thing. You came out of Boston. You did a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's time, time to hand over it's the reins. It's time to hand over the reins. Like you're not you're not the fourth pick for a reason. Like, like you're there for a reason. Yeah. I'm not saying it's all Matt Ryan's fault, but they need they need a change. Correct. So just, 100%. And, and Matt Ryan can go go – you know, go find go find somewhere else if you want to still play. Canada is always open for you, bud. <laughs> uh, let's go to number five, Cincinnati Bengals. I know you hate this. I hate this pick. It's it's Jamar Chase. I don't like it. But he's he's the best receiver they're, on this board. They're bringing the band back together. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I, I I don't like it because of who I want. Who's picking six? Who's picking six? <laughs> not picking five. Uh. Oh, man, why couldn't we have just lost to Cincinnati? So that way we'd have the number five pick, so the number six pick. So you, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I'm i with you. Jamar Chase uh, from LSU, they put the band back together, him and Joe Burrow, uh, from 2019, and they, they, have, they have that rapport. So it makes sense. They're going to take Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. uh, which puts the Eagles on the clock at six. And they go Devonta Smith out of Alabama. Heisman Trophy winner. They find Deshaun Jackson's replacement. Yeah, and and that's what Devonta Smith is. So we were talking before while we were doing this this mock draft, we were like, who does each wide receiver remind us of? Jamar Chase, he he's like could be DK Metcalf type. Like he's he's not like super built, but like but he's big. He he could do that, right? He's six one, two hundred. Like he's a he's stout. Yes. Devonta Smith is again six one, but he's one hundred and seventy five pounds. Dude, man, looks like a beanpole. Yeah. And what did Deshaun Jackson look like coming out of coming out of Cal? Beanpole. A beanpole. Dude, man's fast. Dude, man's electric with a ball ball in his hand. So I'm fine with the pick. I'm not hating on the pick. I just prefer Jamar Chase because I don't want one linebacker to hit him and his career be over. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I'm like, all right, yeah, Devonta Smith. <laughs> dude, dude, man's a baller. I'm not taking yeah. anything away from the from him, but. Man, mm-hmm. I really wanted Jamar Chase. So the Eagles end up going Devonta Smith. Seven Detroit Lions. Who Lions. you got? Uh, Waddle, right? Yeah. 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 And so the other Alabama wide receiver who got hurt this year. A lot of I've heard a lot of things that Waddle is even better than Smith. Uh, I don't believe that. I don't know if I believe it, but it's definitely close. Uh, I think I think Waddle's just as good. Uh, it's it's right there. Uh, just depends on whether. He, you know, you want a little bit smaller of a wideout because Waddle is Waddle is smaller height wise, not yeah thickness wise, right? Right. So Lions go for a wide receiver to help maybe make another run because their wide receiver room is decimated by free agency. Uh, Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are both both free agents after this year, so they definitely need to get a wideout. Number eight goes to the Panthers. I think this is interesting. Well, the first question they answer is: Is Teddy Bridgewater the guy? Correct. I could go either way. I think he's more of a like a a really good backup, but like he he probably start in this case. I think we're Trey Lance. QB. Yeah, 
Yeah, out of, out of North North Dakota State North Dakota University. State. Try it again. Try again. Why not? I mean, there's there's three North Dakota State quarterbacks. If Trey Lance, of course, uh, goes, be three North Dakota State quarterbacks in the league right now. Easton State, Carson Wentz, and then Trey Lance. Uh, they become a quarterback factory up there in North Dakota. And, uh, they, <laughs> who would have thought? Who, who would have thought? But, no, they, like, they, just, they just produce really, really good quarterbacks that know what to do. And they, they get, like, the non-athlete guys that are just smart intellects that know how to throw the football. And that's what you want, that's what you want in the NFL. You want an intellect guy that knows how to throw the football. And so I think, I think the Panthers would be very good to get Trey Lance uh, out of North Dakota State. Number nine, this is an interesting pick. Denver, uh, they could go D-line. They can go linebacker. They could even draft a quarterback if a good one's there uh, because I don't know if they think Drew Locke's the answer. But we're going to go linebacker. Best best player on the best player on the board, Michael Parsons yeah, out of Penn Michael State. Parsons. I like this pick a lot. It's a really good pick. I, I really like it. Uh, they, they need a guy who can get to the passer to be with Vaughn Miller. Michael Parsons looks great. He, yeah. he, he can play everywhere on the field. Um, he can cover and he can tackle. He can pass rush. He it, it's 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 a total package with Michael Parsons. I think he's the safest pick in the draft. I know I know quarterback is sexy. Sewell C- is the safest pick in the draft. Oh but, yeah, you're right there. But, but, but like but, he's okay on the defense side on of the ball. Defense side of the ball. I'll give Michael that. Parsons is the safest pick. Safest pick. Yeah, outside of quarterback, non quarterback position, safest pick on the safest pick in the entire draft. Uh, non non offensive player is definitely Michael Parsons. Non quarterback is Sewell. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so yeah, that's that's an easy one. Dallas at ten. Boy, they could mess this up really big. But I hate the fact that they're getting this pick from us. Like yeah. and again, I'm an Eagles fan, fan, folks, and I'm giving the keys to the castle to Dallas because it would be another another weapon in their arsenal. Kyle Pitts. The tight end out of Florida. The reason why Kyle Trask had as good of a year as he did. Now, Kyle Trask, you're good in your own right. Do not get me wrong. Sir. But it helps to but have this guy on your It team. helps to have a 6'6", six, six, 340-pound tight end that creates separation. And catch the football. Dude, Dak Prescott, if they pick Kyle Pitts and you're still there in Dallas, you have to be jumping for joy on your bad ankle. Yeah. Like, yeah. just, you're one crutch in it with the other crutch in the air just dancing. Because this dude will be better than Jason Witten. I said it. Better wow. than Jason Witten. Wow. This dude is sick. Just unreal. I wouldn't hate it if the Eagles picked him at six. That's what I'm talking about there. Especially if they let Ertz go. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if they let Ertz if go. If they let Ertz go, pick him at six. Like, he is a dude mm-hmm. that knows how to get separation at the tight end position. Man's not a great blocker. I'll give you that. That's okay. Then it's fine. You don't That's, need a good blocker. There are a lot they, of tight ends that can't block. That can't block. It's I mean, it's a tight end league. They might it's, they might as well be a receiver. Yep. A lot of teams, that's like they're good, like Baltimore with Andrews. Well, look what Dak Prescott like did Kansas when he City. had Jason Witten. When, yeah. when Dak Prescott had Jason Witten, just that security blanket, that's yeah. what I think Pitts can do. Oh, I, I don't dis- – I'm not going to go as far as to say he's better than Jason Witten. He will be. I think he can be. He will be. But I, I'm not willing – I am not. I don't have – I don't have the, the gumption. Well, <laughs> to, to you go. don't have the gall to say yeah. that. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think truly if it, – it also depends on where Kyle Pitts goes. Yeah. But if he goes to Dallas, he'll be better than Jason Witten. Well, if he's there for Dallas, like that, that is such a Dallas pick. Yeah. It's such a Dallas pick. Because if you just look at their receiving weapons – at that point, you have CeeDee Lamb, 
Amari Cooper, if Gallup stays, Kyle Pitts, and then you have Ezekiel Elliott. Ooh, Dak, just just sign whatever. Yeah, like it, like do you want to win or you want to get paid? Yeah. That's that's honestly the wrong question to ask most athletes. He wants to get paid. But if you care about winning, just sign. I don't want to say whatever, but just just sign. Well, that's the thing too. So I, I'm gonna go down a small rabbit hole here. That's okay. Being a Dallas Cowboy for life gets you money after playing. Mm-hmm. So do you want to make your money now? Or later. Or do you want to make a retirement fund? Yeah. Because you can make a retirement fund being a Dallas Cowboy for the rest of your life. As much as I hate that, but like Michael Irvin is still getting paid. Yeah. Guess what, Dak? You're not selling soup. Yeah. If you're not the Dallas quarterback. Cow- right. Like you're not like once you go so if if you go somewhere else, you're you're not selling Campbell you're, soup. You're probably not on chunky soup unless you yeah. go to like L.A., New York, or Philly. Chicago, yeah. top five markets. You're not selling soup. You go to Denver. You're not selling soup no more. No, you're not. Indianapolis. No, you're not. You're not selling soup no more. The only quarterback that got any endorsements from non-big city. Peyton Manning. Well, yeah, but he's done it after like his career more. I'm saying True. while playing. Oh yeah, yeah. Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. But he was the star of the league for like three years there. He won an MVP. Yeah. He was kind of a dude. Yeah. And now he's not a dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, Baker. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But, yeah, so that's that's the mock draft, 1 through 10. We'll probably continue this in a later episode, running it down. Mm-hmm. But we got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Sewell, Fields, Chase, Smith, Waddle, Lance, Parsons, Pitts. Parsons, Pitts, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, if we have something wrong here, if we got let something wrong know. in the mock, let us know. Please hit us up on Twitter. Sports. GPS, RVA, uh, hit us up there. Uh, soon to have an Instagram account, and you can see our bright, shiny faces uh, on the Insta. We'll probably put something else out besides our faces because we won't get followers with our faces. Maybe you would. I would. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but on behalf of the Sports GPS, Parker White, CJ Holly, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> So, listeners, in the middle of me editing this episode, one of the biggest trades of the offseason that just happened came across the ticker, so I figured I'd throw it into the back half of this episode. Parker is gone. It is just me, but it affects both of our teams, he a Braves fan, me a Phillies fan, because it's going for a division rival. The Mets just acquired Francisco Landor and Carlos Carrasco from the Indians, they send back Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez, Isaiah Green, and Josh Wolf. Both the back to our prospects. Both picked in the second round this year of the MLB draft. Isaiah Green being compensatory pick. Josh Wolf being their actual pick in the second round. Uh, totally crazy shift of power within the NL East. We're definitely going to talk about this in episode 10. But definitely wanted to give you a little precursor to that by talking this trade. Uh, if you have thoughts about this and how it shifts the power... Please, please let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Sports GPS RVA. Let us know what you think. I'm going to put out a poll. Does this affect the NL East greatly going into next season? Thanks again for stopping by. Oh, thank you.